scene. Bobby got a best of mine like a war oil machine. All this is a fire. Me, I'm rocking a rhyme. I'm passing to my brother. He's on time. I don't know what that song was, but uh, we, uh, we're we here. We're back again with the mood of scale. You don't know what that song was? I, I don't know that one. I've been telling you about this TV show for like the past five days, dude. So is that a documentary, or is it? No, it's a it, real show. Okay, so that, that that's what I can figure out. But uh, yeah, no, I, I heard good stuff, and then you know when you uh, when when you give it the seal of approval, then uh, then then. Yeah, even, even though nobody knows what you're talking about, but yeah. Uh, um, I, I thought you, I thought you were, uh, I thought you were a journalist, dude. I thought you were a broadcast broadcast, broadcast journalist. I'm a broadcast journalist. Uh, I, don't, I don't even know what it's called. I forgot what it's called. <laughs> the show? Yeah, <laughs> it's called the Get Down. The Get Down. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you, you would, you would like it. Yeah. No, I, I was interested, but then like it released kind of like right in the time when uh, you're going back to school. I start. Yeah, I had to start. Going thinking back, going back to the skizzy school yeah year old school yeah i i, I, I saw that i'm a when, when, private when, lancer when i went to uh when i went to that school they didn't have fences in front of the in front of the building yeah is, is mr beacock still there the music teacher no he, he should be long gone by now huh uh, yeah uh it, there's it, no yeah. there's no mr peacock there no beacock beacock there, there's no beacock <laughs> peacock 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 <laughs> sounds like a bird all right uh let, let's go ahead and uh Get rid of the pleasantries and uh, let's just jump into it. You ready? Yes. Okay. So uh, the guy I want to talk about, the match I want to talk about is, uh, and maybe I'll, I'll mess these names up, but I really don't care uh, because I have better have my deals here and bad news running. Um, but I want to talk about was it Tozawa versus uh, Akira Tozawa versus, versus Gallagher? Jack Gallagher? Yes. Gallagher or Gallagher? Gallagher. Gallagher. Um, uh, what do you think about Gallagher? So um, give, give, give me give me your honest opinion because we'll probably differ on this. But go ahead. So a little, little foreshadowing right there. Dude. I I think he's pretty entertaining. I think um, I think he's what the VOD villains would like to be. Um, and we didn't we you know we really had a jam packed to the rafters show last week and we didn't get to talk about it so much. But um, my wife was in in the you know in, she was in the, in the area general vicinity yeah she was in the area um on the night where Gallagher wrestled and also Rich Swan she was at the building um or, or, no, she was downstairs okay. like while we were watching uh the wrestling business and uh she she liked Rich Swan very much and she really liked Jack Gallagher too she thought both of them were were very funny and very entertaining um so I did I do like Gallagher um you know, I think he he's a pretty good he could be a pretty good addition to um to uh that cruiserweight division if uh you know sh- should they choose to sign the guy. Um and I, I like I've been liking Tozawa. Um you know Tozawa no, I'm not asking about Tozawa. Oh, I think you're I, asking I, about I'm, both. No, I'm asking about No, I Gallagher. like I like Gallagher. Um you know, I think uh I think he works within the context of cruiserweights. Um I mean he's got a pretty good uh He's got a pretty good style, and like he works his gimmick well. Um, I don't think it'd be believable if he's going to try to go against um, bigger opponents, but um, I think he fits perfectly for what that tournament is. And um, it, if if they were to bring him in as like a regular, as part of a cruiserweight division, yeah, you know, I, I I think he can work. I like him a lot. 
Um, it, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of funny. I, you know, I didn't think of the VOD villains, but um, yeah, I think that's a pretty good comparison. I mean, there, there's one part in that match where I'm just watching, going like, man, like this is like I could have watched this match like back in the 1920s. Like you expect like the it's like the intro for the VOD villains, right? Like mm -hmm. the great the grainy footage and mm -hmm. you know. Uh, have like kind of that that wiry announcer like just calling the action and stuff and everything yeah. and um, but uh, you know the the thing is like I don't know if I mean there's some things that you kind of suspend your 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 belief about but when it came down to it that you know the way I mean the way he was working that that knee I mean so the whole thing is like we're talking about how um, you know so like I, I wouldn't even say it's a throwback but I mean you can picture that match like being done in 1930 or whatever like that. But then he, he added a lot of like kind of you know I, I would want to say like kind of Arn Anderson elements too. I mean you know like you pick a you pick a leg and you just work on that leg, um, and it, uh, it, you know Flair used to do the same thing too. So I, I really like that aspect of that match in terms of just like the general breakdown. Um, I was surprised that he lost. I mean because the whole thing is like he was in control of that whole match. I mean he like directed that match, and I, and I think that it's something to be said for for both those guys because I, I think for a guy like Gallagher, Gallagher's style. To really dominate that match, get the crowd behind him, and not so much dominate the match, but you know he controlled the tempo of that match. Right. He was. It always seemed like he was in control. And then there was like a flash pin from Nora from Tozawa. Um But I mean, I think it was. You know, I. I would. I would have kept. I mean, I'm going to keep on watching the CWC anyways. But it would have been really interesting to see that guy, like you know, go. Th you know, go to the eight. You know, maybe go to the four. What I really wanted is I wanted to see Saber versus him. I mean, because they, they kind of have. Um, Saber has more of like an offensive uh, ground game, and, you know. Totally like it's like he has like a modern a modern style of what Gallagher, of Gallagher has or Gallagher or whatever it is. Um, but I, you know, I was kind of surprised. I was like, dude, I mean, like after this match, like why would why would you you make him lose to Tozawa? I mean, and here's the thing about Tozawa was that I thought Tozawa had a great match too, not because of what he was able to do, but it was a totally different style from his first match. I think it really showed um, Tozawa's kind of um, versatility. You know, that the first match, he, you know, he was really in control, really, really kind of a, a really good lock and stock type wrestling match. And then here he had a kind of, he had to play all elements, right? Like he, he got, he got from, wrapped up. Fight from under. Yeah, he got, he got wrapped up and he was kind of like a, you know, he was doing kind of the comic relief, um, but still kind of being legitimate. So overall, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of watching that match and, um, for the rest of the CWC, I mean that. I mean that's my my whole feeling is like I felt that match stole the show, and I really felt that that could have been the main event. And um, you know, and I really put a lot of. I probably put maybe. I mostly I, I usually see like eighty percent that's on Gallagher, but I also know that you need a really good uh, opponent to get that stuff. You know, to all the stuff that you want to do, you need you need a good foil. And I thought Tozawa was a great foil, foil, so I'd give it kind of seventy thirty, and in, in, you know, in uh, Tozawa's uh, unfavor. Yeah, I think, like, I think Gallagher kind of took that tournament by surprise in uh, his first match. Because, you know, I remember kind of looking at when they had the pre-show and, and seeing the things, and I'm looking at this guy, I'm like, who the hell is this guy, right? But I thought the first match, he was very entertaining, right? And so I think that... Uh, that the crowd was behind him quite a bit. I think they wanted to see him, and 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 he didn't disappoint at all in, in this second match. And it was more, I mean, he still he still had the gimmick, and he still had that side of it, but he did show like you know more of his uh, offensive game. And I think that was kind of the thing with the match, right? I think you know you're saying like you know eighty twenty or seventy thirty. Like I think what they allowed him to do because he was going to lose the match was 
they allowed him to showcase his offense. And, like, he was, like, on offense, I'd say, like, 80% of that match. And then Tozawa was just always just enough to give himself some room to keep himself, um, to keep himself, like, from getting totally dominated. And then Gallagher would go put another, um, another hold on him or something. Um, so the way the match was, was, was going, I figured, okay, yeah, Tozawa was going to win this one. But I think that's, I think that, um, that's what you're getting with this tournament is, uh, they're giving enough time for all these matches to like tell the story that they need to tell and play themselves out in a way that that even the guy that loses ends up ends up winning. You know what I mean? Ends up coming out on top. And and I think I think that's why the match was was planned out to be the way it was. And I think it worked to the point where Gallagher kind of gets over even though he loses, and Tozawa gets over for winning as well. And I think Toz- I think Tozawa needs to be in the in the in the top eight. I think. Um, and I don't know. If, I'm not trying to dovetail what we're talking about now, but the match between uh, Noam Dar and uh, whoever the guy that he beat was, um, I'm, I can't remember. But like those are the. I was kind of looking at the brackets, and those were the two guys that I think like neither one of those guys deserved to go into the top eight. I'm not saying that they're bad, just out of, um, of the guys that were around. And because because uh, Logan was asking me, you know. Um, I forget who it was. There's somebody he was talking about that lost in the first round that he was... Oh, no, it wasn't even... It was, yeah, um, Chiampa. He was kind of uh, wanted to see Chiampa go into the second round. And then he's like, well, you know, you know, maybe you should have gone over this guy or that guy. And I was like, yeah, mo- most of the people that advanced were good. So, you know, I didn't have a problem. But then... Well, Dar-, Dar had a way better first round match than, than the second round. See, even... I didn't... I didn't think he was bad, but he didn't really do anything for me. Well, he, he didn't the, do anything in, for me this, in, even this in the first, Even in the first round. Yeah. But I, and I can't even. I mean, I mean that says, but I can't even remember who the guy he went um, went against in the second round. But I didn't think either one of those guys. I, I felt like uh, no, like there's there's at least a couple of guys that were eliminated before that that I would have liked. I mean, at the very least, Tajiri, right? I would have liked to see. Oh, is Ho Ho Loon? Yeah, well, that yeah. And that was a terrible. Match. Right. Well, but both of those guys, right? Yeah. I didn't think that. Honestly, they should have. Either one of them, I didn't think should have gone to the 16 round. And then them matched up against each other, so one of them makes it into eight. It's kind of, it's kind of. Uh, I, I don't think I'm not going to say it's disappointing because there's enough really good talent that's getting through that that the tournament is going to be fine. Yeah. One one thing I wanted to, to say before we move on with Gallagher is that, um, I mean, yeah, he was getting the crowd backing, but you look at like his theatrics in the ring, you know, and the whole thing is like you're not supposed to like this guy, right? I mean, he just he comes across as really smug, you know, and just kind of. It's kind of like the same thing. Like when, when they were doing the pre-show for it, like he stuck out to me right away because I was going like, I'm like, well, I'm like, I, I know I've never seen a guy like this before. You know, I'm like, what the heck is this guy doing? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, the, the first match, I, first match I really liked. The, the second match I, I really liked as well. I mean, it, you know, I mean, it wasn't like you know like a groundbreaking match, but it's just it was like an old school type match, which which I kind of harken back to when I was first watching mm-hmm. um, but that's I, I like kind of that, that that line that he plays right the line that he toes or tethers or whatever it is like you know he's he's a fan favorite but he still does kind of you know to use the 1930s term like dastardly things and just like the way he, he reacts and everything it just um, you know it just it just works and, and, and Tozawa at the same time like yeah I, I feel that Tozawa should go through and, and um, I don't want to discredit anything he did because I thought what he did in the ring in terms of 
you know, he had to, he got mad and just like his barking and stuff. Like, it's kind of like, it's kind of like watching like the Chappelle show, right? When he's like, uh, when he's like, uh, who is he pretending to be? Like, oh, when he does like the Wu Tang and then he like starts barking at the, <laughs> barking at the, at the, you know, in the, um, all the, all the old white guys in the, in the meeting and stuff. But, um, yeah, I, you know, the, I, I think what's coming out of this, what's coming out of this tournament was that I think that anybody, going into this tournament, watching this tournament, thought that it would be a showcase for um, Ibushi. And to tell you the truth, like, Ibushi's fine, but he's not, you know, I, I think Ibushi will allow us in the end because he's going to have, like, a, a really good opponent to go against, but he's not the, I mean, no, I don't, for me, like, he's not the person I'm talking about, right? Like, I, I kind of like these other styles. I mean, I really like watching these differing styles, and I think why I didn't like Hoho Loon and, and uh, Dara, whatever that guy's name was, because it wasn't that great of a match, and even like the Kendrick match, you know, it's like it's like, yeah, I've, I've seen matches like this before. I, I really like the different styles. That's why I, I like, you know, um, Grant Grand Metalik, if I said his name right, because if, if, I like him so much. But you, but Tazawa at the same time, right? It's like different type of styles, and um, uh, Gallery the same way, and Saber, you know. And, and I think the thing is, like, I think somewhere down the line, that's the match I want to see. I want to see Saber versus Gallery because I think that would be. I want, you know, I think that really will really test how good these guys are if they can tell a good story, you know, within that match with, with similar styles mm-hmm. and similar like like and hate value too. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think at least in the way it's presented, I don't think there's much to dislike about Saber in the ring. <coughs> I know you didn't really care for his uh, his uh, facial expressions or whatever. Yeah. In, in the small small nitpicking. Yeah, yeah. But in the ring, he, he's he's he was very good, and. Uh, he wasn't really good. He was very good. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm not. You know, I'm not going to go overboard. I, you know, as as a digression here, I hate the overuse of the of the word great. Yeah. Right? So I don't want to. I don't want to come out and say this is great and that's great. I think people throw the word great around like way too often. So that's why, like, I will when I when I say something's great, then 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 I mean it. So I mean, do you, do you think like this tournament? You think it's it's because. People haven't really seen that style, you know. I mean, is it is it kind of like a? I mean, how do you do you see like these type of matches as like being like long term successes in terms of like if we saw more of those matches, do you think they stand up on their own, or is it because more it's more of a kind of like a gimmick where it's like a I think something that you haven't seen before with these different styles? I mean, if if you had a rate like Tazawa, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and saying like, okay, if if I was to watch Tazawa, you know. Four or five times every week, you know, would, would I still like him, or, or is it just because he's, he's a fresh factor? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah no, kind of I, those guys. I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I think it's it's uh, it's different than the quote WWE style, right? So I think like people that are you know really WWE fans more than wrestling fans, and they watch that type of match. Like these matches you're getting with the CWC are are a completely different style, and so I think that is kind of a novelty for people to be like, oh, you know, this is these guys are really good coming out of nowhere, and and I think especially because like we said, you know, the WWE has never done a good job at running a cruiserweight division, and they don't really do that much cruiserweights. Um, it's a style that that a lot of people haven't seen, so I think it's, it's a little bit eye opening, and. And that, and I think that's why, like, you know, to go back to say, like, Ho Ho Loon and Noam Dar, like, for, for me and you, I'm not saying like we've seen everything and then we're like all all uh, omnipotent about like all wrestling, but like we've seen like that style of matches, but better. 
Mm-hmm. Right? So we're not... By, by better wrestlers. Right. So yeah. we're not saying they're bad, right? It's just, like, I've, I've seen that style done better, like you said. But for, if you kind of look into the bubble of, like, people that just watch WWE, um, maybe they haven't seen that kind of match done too often, right? If they're not watching, like... Axis or or uh, like New Japan on Axis or any of the other like um, like more independent style. Well, but by, by no way is that I mean by no way is that match like any anything on New Japan. I mean New Japan's way better. Right. That's well. That's yeah. what I'm saying. But yeah. we've that's why like we've watched enough New Japan. Well, to even, them uh, even before New Japan though, I mean we've I mean, we've watched a lot of wrestling. I right. Mean, I mean even like even during the squash era, like in the in the early '80s and mid '80s, it's like the guys that were you know the guys that were doing the squashing were you know. Like, it's funny, like, a lot of these moves that we see, like, in this in the CWC, this stuff that we've seen before. I mean, it, I mean, we've been lucky to see, like, where you just had, like, this this great collection of wrestlers that, you know, whether they were small, whether they were big, it's like they, they knew how to work in the ring. I mean, all everybody, you know, were pretty much mechanics the whole time, right? Mm-hmm. So, and a lot of people haven't seen that before. Well, okay, let, let, let's go to this then. So, probably... You can tell me. I like how sounds we're disagreeing when we're actually agreeing. Right. So you, <laughs> you can tell me if I'm wrong here, but one of the best eras for cruiserweight wrestling would have been like late 90s, early 2000s, like WCW, right? Um, so like it's in that ilk. It's in that ilk, but at the time when we were watching it, when you're talking about Chris Jericho, Eddie Guerrero, Malenko, Benoit. Benoit. Um, Ray Mysterio, like when he when he was yeah. still like Kid, in, Kidman, in his real prime, know, yeah. Kidman on the lower end of that, right? Yeah. And even okay, you know, see that's right. the funny thing. Like you saying Kidman on the lower end, yeah. But but you put him you put him in today, and him in his prime right now. If he's in his prime right now, he's the best wrestler there, right? Um, well, you know what yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. But he's, he's, right, he's, he's in the top tier, exactly. Yeah, and I uh, forgot Ibushi was in the conversation. Right. Yeah, and then you know even though you know they weren't my favorites, some of the some of the guys, some of the luchadors of that time, psychosis, Psy- yes, yeah, psychosis. <laughs> Right, uh, yeah, Hoovy Juice, right? Like God. guys that I don't particularly care Good for, God. but like we've seen this kind of match before, right? So it does maybe for us like harken back to that time when we were probably watching WCW, saying like, why don't these guys like get moved up the card? Why don't we see these guys get put in a more high profile match? But you know, I don't want to, yeah, X Pac, yeah. But I don't want to say that we've seen this match before. These matches before, we've seen wrestlers. Like this before, but mm-hmm. the the, re- the wrestling that's being done now is a combination because because like WCW you had lucha and then you had kind of the junior style of of, of Japanese wrestling right? right and then you Ultimo did, Dragon yeah yeah so that's what I'm saying like so so the matches we're kind of seeing now um, is like would be like watching an Ultimo Dragon an Eddie Guerrero match if they were allowed the time to actually have a good match right mm-hmm. and and that's we kind of forget that but. Um, this, I mean, this this stuff that CWC is happening is that you have those matches, but then you also have you'll have a match like with Gallagher, right? You'll have a match with like Saber, you'll have a match with like I mean, I thought uh, Metallic versus um it was versus Tajiri, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that match I've you know you haven't seen that match before. You have two totally different styles, right? And, and it's very easy. It would have been very easy for Tajiri to, to match the same style as, as Grand Metallic because he's been able he's done that in the past. Mm-hmm. But now you just you kind of just have kind of like this slouching just kind of brawler in Tajiri, and you, and you have Grand Metallic, and that's why I think I like Grand Metallic so much is that because he can do the lucha stuff, but at the same time it's like he can have a good match as well. Yeah, yeah, he's he's been, you know, 
like I said, for for a person that doesn't generally care for for like the lucha libre style, I I, I think he's been pretty good. Like I I don't just dismiss him as as like you know another run of the mill luchador. I, I think part of it he, he's got some size to him as well, like you know relatively speaking, but. But well, he, he's got a decent, he's got mean, a decent attack. Yeah, that's not all yeah. just based on high flying. I mean, I think the his, the second match he had, he had one of those moves where he's kind of like, ah. But then, mm-hmm. but that was just like one time, right? And so, I mean, if you can, if you can temper that and not try, I mean, it's it's funny, like you know, the lucha style is kind of made for people that I don't know. I mean, at least like for I think when you put the lucha style in the U.S., it's like you're looking for like that wow factor, right? And mm-hmm. so, but and the whole thing is like when you see that wow factor all the time, it's like. Ah, yeah. You know, who cares? But in, in in this case, he has the wow factor because he 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 will put it out when it matters. Mm-hmm. And I, and to tell you the truth, I don't think his I don't think his lucha moves are really like you know your standard lucha move set, right? Like mm-hmm. they actually have some power behind him because I think he's a little bit bigger. But yeah, you know, out of out of out of this tournament, I'm looking and um, you know I think the guys that like at least I'm interested in is like I think Tazal is one of them. Uh, Gallagher was definitely one of them. Uh, Saber, Saber as well, Grand Metallic, um Ibushi, of course, and then uh, the the first guy that Ibushi faced, the the, the Samoan guy. I mean, yes, uh, Maluto was yeah, really good. Yeah. yeah, like I think that might have been the guy that Logan had brought up. Like you know, yeah. why didn't I think we were watching when he had a match on NXT, and he's like, why didn't Maluto make it to the second round? I was like, huh? Like I don't, you know, I don't know. I think he's better than you know these couple of guys, but you know, he went up against Ibushi, yeah. and he had a really good match. And Cedric Alexander showed really well, right? I thought like. You know, I had heard about him from, like, Ring of Honor. i never actually seen any of his matches. The first round match was kind of, it was fine, right? But he, like, him in that Ibushi match was really good. Yeah. Very good. No, I'll go great. That was a great match. Um, and that was, uh, that, that, was, that was the second round match, right? Right. That was the one where it was, like, like sign him, sign him, sign him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Where yeah. I spoiled it for you last week. Yeah, because I didn't know Ibushi was going to win. Yeah. No, but no, that was a, that was a great match. Yes, agreed. I, I, I wanted to say really good, but it was a great match. Yeah, so yeah, that one I'll go as far as to say great. So I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna, we're gonna switch it up unless there's anything else you want to oh, you want to say. And I, I and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this statement out here. Um, I think we were both wrong about SmackDown Live's uh, tag team division. I think they have a better tag team division. Than I think Raw does right now. And the reason why I say that is because. You have big, you, you have big teams in um, on Raw, but I think when you take Biggie out of the picture, New Day doesn't doesn't have that same type of um, drawn power that they usually do. And at the same time, like if you look at the storyline that that's going on with Guns and Gallows with the whole like Doctor thing, and you put that with New Day and stuff, it, it's not working. And this the the SmackDown Live that I saw where you have all these kind of tag teams come out. I mean, not not so much Zack Ryder and and and, and the other guy. Mojo. Um, Gronk being Gronk, um, but ever since I said that, it stuck with you, didn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't remember the guy's name, so I'm like, well, I do know Gronkowski. Uh, it's not like I'm a Patriots fan or anything, like, mm-hmm. or anything like that. But you know, if, if you inflate uh, footballs, that that warrants the same type of uh, you, you get a bigger sense than actually like you know slapping a woman. But anyways, um, but you look at the kind of this, like these all these tag teams are fresh. They're all new. They're all kind of hungry. You, you have you have American Alpha in there as well. Uh, Vaude villains are there. You know also. Um, I mean, I, I don't want to say ascension because the second I say ascension, you know, the, you know, then the argument goes out the window. But I think they have enough young tag teams. I think they can do something where I think Raw kind of has some old, old style type tag teams. And you know, we talk about kind of the whole talent depletion that SmackDown Live has. But when you have you know 
I, I don't know what's going on with with Enzo and Kaz, but when you when you when you're kind of putting them in tag teams and, and you know well they're already a tag team, but you have you know Kevin Owens and and uh, and Jericho put you know putting them as a tag team and they're going to have a tag team match together. I just don't get it. Um, so first off, uh, I actually I, I do like uh, okay. So I'm going to agree with you in saying that New Day is definitely lacking something without Biggie. And it's it's interesting that it plays out that way. Um, I don't know if that means that like Biggie is like the driving force of that team, or if it just means that they need all three. I'd be curious to see if you took out not permanently, but for a short period of time, took out Kofi and you just had Biggie and Xavier. Would it still be that? I, I, no, yeah, I, th- I think it's, you, you need those three. Okay, for, for so sure. right. Yeah. Well, I, at least I'd be curious to see. Yeah. Right, but like either. Either Big E is the driving force in that thing, or just all three of them. Work I, think, well. I think all three is the driving force. But I'm going to disagree. I I I, I, I do like the uh, yeah because when, whenever someone talks about their about their members, you know, and make puns and stuff, the lowest form of uh, of the lowest form of humor, you know, it's like you're all over that, right? Um, well, I think they I think they do a good job with it, uh, Guns and Gallows. I think I think it's funny. I, this this is this is where I. This is the angle that I'm taking, and this is something that I had been thinking about. And prior, we just didn't have a chance to discuss it. But um, if you've ever listened to like, uh, so not ever listened to, but they they have a podcast, right? And uh, <clears throat> I've never listened to their podcast per se, <clears throat> but there was one episode when they were in, uh, they did WWE Honolulu when they're on the way to Japan, and then Jericho had an episode on his podcast where he just let. Um, he just let them take over. They're very fun. They're hella funny. Like, yeah. and um, like, I don't want to see WWE turn them into a comedy act, but I do like that they can show that they they can do that. I don't want that to be like their permanent stick. But like, I think they're doing a. I think the promos are pretty funny. I think they're pretty funny. Uh, I don't know, dude. I, you know, you're kind of talking about the whole cruiserweight thing. Like, I've seen it done by. I've seen it done by better people. And I, and I think the whole thing is that, I think, I mean, here, here's the deal, dude. Like, if you give if you give the writers like an inch in the wrong direction, they're going to take a mile in the wrong direction, right? Mm-hmm. And and that's the whole thing is like, I trust them to you know, I trust Guns and Gals to wheel it out when they can. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the whole thing is that they don't have any backroom pull. And at the, at the same time, it's like you, you have these writers that have like legitimate wrestlers, a legitimate tag team, mm-hmm. you know, like legitimate badasses shown in, in Japan, and they don't know what to do with them here. Right, I mean, it's like they, you know, none of them do their homework, and it's like, it's like, dude, like, if me and you were writers, which we're not, but if we got guns and gallows, I mean, are you kidding me, dude? You know, like, it's like we'd say, like, dude, we got guns and gallows, like, they can just run roughshod over everybody, and you can make them a dominant tag team. Yeah, I'm not saying that this that this promo is going to put them in, in kind of the the comedy vernacular, but I don't know, dude. I, I you know what? I, I I'll tell you this right now. I thought it was I thought it was fucking stupid, dude. I mean, seriously, like, it's come on, dude. I thought it, I thought it was good, but it's for, what it's, I would it's for the plebeians. Dude. What I would do is I would make sure that I booked them in the ring stronger. See, I think you can you can get away with a little bit of comedy here and there, as long as you don't look like a joke when you're in the ring. And I think um, they kind of they really towed the line early, especially when they made when they got Gallows squashed by John Cena. They're not 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 Gallows, um, Carl Anderson. I don't think they're they're not making Carl Anderson. They're not showing what he can do at all. I think like 
Gallows has been made to look pretty strong in the matches, but Carl Anderson's kind of like get your ass kicked guy right now, and I think they need to they need to protect those guys better in the ring when they when they wrestle or when they come out and do a run in or whatever. Um, so, but I don't mind them mixing in a little bit here and there. I mean, isn't that isn't that like a problem though? I mean, seriously, like I mean, but I don't think that I don't think the problems are connected. Well, no, I, I think I think they are connected. I mean, I think that the whole thing is like. I wasn't going to say, like, what I was trying to say before you cut me off and I lost my train of thought was that isn't it a problem where you have, where you have like, a group like this where they're a legitimate group and then they have to, they have to, you know, tread through the water of what the WWE is and especially, like, what Raw is, like, in order to be successful. I mean, it's just, I, I just, I, I don't get it. And and that's what, you know, I, I, I'm seeing, like, probably, like, probably one of the best, Performers over the past two three years in um, in Anderson, and arguably one of the best tag teams, and they're holding they're holding bottles of water with so they can put testicles in it. I mean, it's just I mean, come on, dude. I mean, it's a better. I mean, if, if that that's your program, I mean, that's your program. Like you know, like you know, it's like it's like you know, like what's the difference between like you know someone kicking someone in the nuts? You know, like oh, I kicked you in the nuts, and it's like oh cool, you know, like oh that's funny, but let's draw this out for a, a two week or three week program, and it's going to culminate in SummerSlam. Come on, dude. It's just I don't. Know, it's just weak, man. I, I I just think it's I think it's sophomoric at best, and it's a bad sophomoric. I mean, I think it really just kind of signifies like that. The, the more things change, you still always kind of have to go back to what works. And what I'm trying to say is that these guys aren't gimmick guys. You can make these guys legitimate guys. You don't have to give them some stupid gimmick. And I'm not saying this is their gimmick, but you don't need to do it. I mean, I think you can have enough heat without you know doing stupid promos like that. And, and then they come out with, with with a table and it has like three 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 jars of water. I mean, what is that, dude? It's funny. Is, is that is that funny to me? <laughs> yeah, I, I could take or leave that. I I thought the 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 promo they they cut the promo was fine. Was was I thought it was good. If if, 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 they, you, if, they, if, they, if they did that promo with the, without the without the doctor without the doctor jackets and stuff or anything like that, and they just mess around like that, okay, that that's fun, right? But I mean, if, if you're gonna you know, it's just it's like you have something. And my whole thing is like, if you have something good and, and you think it's really good, take one thing away, right? And just don't, you know, because it's like, you know, if you're trying to get all these ideas in, it's not going to work. Always try to take one thing away. Yeah. And they just they just threw all, all the gimmicks that they could to make a successful promo. Yeah. And ran with it. Yeah. I mean, I I could uh, I could leave the the jars on the table down by ringside alone, but all I'm saying is I I like the I like the promos. Um. That said, I don't think that's killing. Raw's tag team division. I mean, I think I think you're about to see. I think you're about to see Guns and Gallows get those belts, and I think I think. But then who who, who faces them for the belts? That's what I'm trying to say. Is like, then I, mean, I think I think then at least Tenzo and Kaz. Yeah, if they're if they're not messing around with with Owens and, and Jericho, I right? Mean, that, I mean, that's kind of like the. But even I mean, I I've been I like Owens and Jericho as a team. I think I'd rather see I'd rather see Owens get a singles push. Don't get me wrong, but I like them as a team. I think I think they they're I think they play well off. If, if they're other. if they're a legitimate team, where it's not just a one off at SummerSlam and they start becoming a team and they if, if they win the titles, then yeah, you know what? Yeah, I like them too. But for right now, all I see is just like it's a one off. They're pairing them together, and it it works for what it is. But I mean, I want to see what happens after, right? It's like the same thing I probably yeah. have with Jericho. It's like it's like okay. You know, I want to invest in this guy, but when is he going to leave? You know, so it's just kind of, if it's a one-off, I don't think it works. And the whole thing is like, you, you have, 
Okay, you, you have the two top teams. You have the two top teams facing the, you know, going for the belt, and you put a stupid gimmick in there. So that's fine. I mean, I'm willing to overlook that. Okay, but then who else do you have after that? Right? You have you have Enzo and Kaz, and then what? The Dudley Boys. You got the Dudley Boys, which um, I'm. They're not entity. Yeah, but I'm 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 smelling uh, a split and hoping. You're hoping for a split. I'm hoping for because um, you want Bully Ray to come through. I want the bully. I want the yeah. bully Ray thing to happen. That yeah, I mean, but, but come on, I mean that's wishful thinking, dude. Right? Uh, I mean, have you been reading uh, that, that he might be Bully Ray again? I mean, <laughs> uh, no. I'm just saying. I mean, like, don't you already don't you already have kind of Bully Ray already? No. With Kevin Owens. No. It, <laughs> the the Bully Ray character was very good in in TNA. Like that was the best. That was the most enjoyable he's been, and he's viable. He's viable as a singles guy. Um, but where your argument might start to pick up some steam is like uh, what are uh, gold dong, gold dust, and uh, gold bingo? no, it's gold, yeah, no, no, golden yeah. truth. Like yeah. that team's going absolutely nowhere. Um, you get the Puerto Rican guys, and then the Golden Stars. Like they really don't know what to do with them. So I think I think the raw the raw tag team division is kind of top heavy. And then, like, once you get past a couple of teams, like, it thins out pretty quickly. So maybe you do need, maybe, maybe you. I, I think the essence of tag team wrestling is in SmackDown, right? I mean, I, yeah, those, but those I, were... yes, but I still think like uh, it, it remains to be seen what they do, right? So like, I think American Alpha is going to be fine either way. I think if played right, the VOD villains can be effective. Um, I think that within the context of what that thing is, like. You know, you, the uh, the hype bros, they can be a decent job team. I think uh, um, the Usos coming back, being healthy. So I think, like, so I think that obviously they're uh, a, a really, obviously they're a, they're a top-level tag team. But you're going to have a problem. But the time has passed. No, I'm not even saying that. I'm, I'm saying that. No, I don't, I don't, agree, I don't agree with that. Um, I don't care. That's what I'm saying. Okay, well, I'm, I'm saying I disagree, but the thing I'm, the, try, I'm trying to get a rise out of you. I think the problem is going to be that uh, American Alpha's babyface and Usos are babyface, and they're the two best teams by far on that show. And you're going to have a problem getting to the point where they have to go against each other. Um, but I still think like I don't really see anything out of uh, Breeze Dongo. Um, but I will kind of go to what you were saying last week about the Ascension. Um, I saw them cut a, a, a pre-show promo online, and I'm not going to say it was a good promo, okay? But um, they're trying to reset who they are, and they they cut out that stupid like "Welcome to the Wasteland" and the and the roaring crap. And I mean, it was it was your standard like '80s like heel tag team promo. Did someone talk really soft and talk really loud? Something like that. <laughs> but like it was it was fine. It was better. It wasn't um, like. I'd put it this way. Like, most of the things I've seen them do, I thought were negative, like bad. This was neutral, right? It wasn't terrible. It wasn't good. Okay, but at least it's... Re- it's it's slid in there, though. But, it, yeah, and it's resetting It's resetting the idea. It's the idea that they're resetting that team, and they're going to try to make them something that's serious. And I think, like, the viability of that SmackDown division, it actually could rely on how well the Ascension can do. Because I think you got a couple really good teams. You got one team in the VOD Villains that, like, 
they're not great, but like uh, they they're, can be they're good. Kinda, for, they're kind of like the Ascension Pro. They're, they're, no, but for whatever reason, their stuff works better than yeah. what the Ascension does. But like they're good, they're good foils at least, right? But Ascension has just been a, a total non-entity since they've made um, their their main roster debut. So if they can make them into viable heels, then I think then you can maybe have something going there. I don't really see what you're going to get out of Breeze and Fandango at all. Um, and like I think Ryder can do some good things, but I think he's kind of saddled by uh, by your boy. Uh, by your boy Gronk. I'll, I'll say this too, and this is a total aside, um, but I'll give this guy credit, okay? Because um, last week, I don't know, if, did you go back and watch NXT? No. So he had a one-on-one matchup with Samoa Joe. He, he was good. Like Joe, I mean, it was because he was fighting Joe, and like Joe controlled the pace of the match and everything. But like it was a, it was a, it was a pretty good match, and like. It was by far the best I've ever seen out of Mojo Raleigh. But he still wasn't great. It he looked he, he looked, looked he looked great. No, he looked com- no, he wasn't great. He looked <laughs> he looked like a competent ring yeah. performer. And, and you know, I think most of that credit obviously is going to go to Joe. But um, for the first time, I actually sat down and watched like a, a Mojo Raleigh match or just any kind of moment of Mojo Raleigh's career, and I thought, okay, like there might be something with this guy. So so um we'll see i mean then obviously on smackdown he went right back to being the mojo raleigh that i don't care for but at least in that snapshot in time like i did i did see something i thought i thought he held his end of the match with samoa joe and that was based off of what samoa joe did yeah mostly yeah. okay but, right. but i'll give that for him give it to him okay so um i guess to to sum up this little conversation i don't think you need to sum it up okay <laughs> I think people can follow what we're saying. Fair enough. All right. All okay, right. we're done. Sounds <laughs> there good. You go. uh, well, I, like this week is my first week back to work, so like I've watched everything, but I haven't had time to kind of sit around and, and think a ton. So, like, <laughs> you have to sit down to think about well, just about about, about, things. about wrestling, right? Yeah. Like, you know. Over, do, you, do you sit down and think about wrestling? Well, for the last for the last uh, two and a half months, you know, after I sit and watch a show, and I know we're going to come talk. Like I've had, you know, I've had time during my days to sit there and think about. Okay, you know, I like. <laughs> what, this, do you, so what do you do? What do you do when you You're just like sitting down, just like you're just sitting down on your couch, just going like, yes, yes. yes I'm 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 absorbing in the <laughs> essence of what's been going on. Yes, yes. yes. Um, let's see. Yeah. So I don't really. Uh, yeah, you have nothing like, to say. Screw it. No, I have I have stuff to say. Okay. But uh, it's mostly based off of you uh, bringing up topics that you want to discuss, and then then I can rec- recall. So you don't have so you don't have any direction in this podcast. I don't have any direction so in this podcast. Seeing how uh, seeing how I was relying on you for direction in this podcast, if I didn't do my homework, then we would just be, kind of be sitting here and like just rec- recollecting our thoughts, right? Something like that. Something, <laughs> something like that. Um, okay, good. You, <laughs> there it is. Do you, Do you have any? I don't have anything, dude. I. I, I I, I spoke my uh, I spoke my two topics I wanted to talk about. Okay. So SummerSlam's coming up, right? It is this, this Sunday. Yeah. yeah. So there, there we go. Yeah. Yay, SummerSlam. Oh well. <laughs> okay. Well. I'll, okay. How about this then? Tell me. Talk to me. Talk to okay, me. Okay. So we we got into. Oh no! no, no, yeah. no I know what I want to talk about, but go ahead. Okay. So, so we, I, got, I got something to talk about too. Should I talk or are you? No, no, no. Okay. Go ahead. Talk. So it, it may end up being the same thing. Oh, okay, I'm going to cut you off. Right. <laughs> so last week we we kind of. Had to agree to disagree 
about the usage of uh, of Finn Balor. Yes. And uh, this week, uh, Finn Balor. You agreed with me. You're like, you're like, dude, he's right, right? I didn't say that. But you, you're, I, you're, you're, that's what you're about to say, right? Right. Um, is that what I'm about to say? Right. Uh, <laughs> no. Yes and no. No. Okay. Uh, yes and no. Okay. So um, I didn't really. So they had the whole thing where. Um, Seth what, Rollins. What was, the, what was the conflict that we had last week? Okay, um, I said that Finn Balor should be should have been wrestling um, on last week's Raw, and you said that you didn't want to see him wrestle until SummerSlam. And and even though you we kind of agreed that the promo he cut wasn't great, you had you thought that it was a better idea to to have him cut the promo than to have him perform at a match. The promo was terrible. Okay, yeah. and and then I said that I would have liked to see him not in a match with Seth Rollins, but I would have liked to see him in a match. So this week we got neither, but we did get the appearance of Finn Balor in the paint, which you had been clamoring for here. but Chomping at the bit for it. Right, yeah. but I don't think you wanted it in that scenario. You wanted to wait for that for SummerSlam as well? No. I, I, was, happy. I was happy with that. I don't like the storyline of uh, Seth Rollins is asking for this character, right? I mean, to, to separate the two guys, like, you know, Finn Balor from the Demon King or whatever it is, it's like, I, I don't get that, right? I mean, it's like, you, you don't need to do that. So I think that they, they have messed up with this with this buildup, right, in, in in many ways, in the ways that I think for people that want to see him wrestle and, like, kind of this whole thing. Because whenever you bring Neville into the mix, right, and it's like, dude, like, dude, like your gimmick is so stupid. And, like, and the whole thing is, like, Neville looks like a, like a million bucks, dude. And his matches, are, his matches are decent, right? I mean, they're enjoyable. It's like I don't like look at Neville and go like, man, like oh, this guy sucks. But the one thing that stops me from liking Neville is the whole comic book character thing, right? You know, it's, you know, it's like I've seen the Doomsday. Like, dude, shut up, right? It's like, what, have you seen Doomsday too? You know, I mean, don't don't start coughing. Don't don't you do made, it. You made me laugh. I made, I made you chuckle. <coughs> oh God. Now, I, oh, that's nice. Here, why don't you put it right, get closer to the mic? You gonna spit it into the mic too? <laughs> really? I think they say like you know spit spit rhymes in my mouth spitting hot fire. Um, but you know I, I, the paint. I mean, if he if he comes in paint for SummerSlam, I'm all for it, dude. You know, I just you, but you don't need it's kind of the same things. Like you don't need these stupid gimmicks for these guys. So were you okay with them having the little confrontation and him debuting the demon the demon king um, paint uh, this on this go home show before SummerSlam, or is that something that you would have liked them to hold off until SummerSlam? Still? No, you know what? I, the, the way that I look at it is that I mean, we're used to the demon paint, but if it if it brings like, I mean, tell me like one kid that's not gonna like like a kid, right? Like, a, I mean, so, so the whole thing is like you know we went to WrestleMania, and we had these two little uh, marks in front of us, right? These two mark kids in front of us, and uh, they're doing all kind of this, all this stupid like John Cena. They're dressed up as John Cena. When uh, when Randy Orton come, came out, and he, you know, Randy Orton does that stupid pose, you know, where he, like he puts his arms up and stuff, and these, you know, these two snot-nosed kids are doing it too, right? Mm -hmm. So what I'm trying to You're say is you're pretty hard on these kids, by the way. Well, I mean, I mean, they're marks. I mean, they're, their parents should have taught them better, right? Like, true. If, if my kids ever did that, you know, like did the Randy Orton stuff, I just smack them in the mouth, and I'm like, give me a break, dude. Yes, doing this. But have your kids, your kids do that? Why, why are you looking at me like that for? You don't think I'd smack my kids up? No. You don't think I would? No. You think I'd allow them to do the Randy Orton stuff? Yes. You really think I would sit there, and and when 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 people when, when companies around when you come around, and and if, and if, <laughs> if my kids did that Randy Orton thing, you think I'd let that slide? Yes, I would not. <laughs> Is that what you think of me? 
Yes. No, yeah, I think you're full of it. No. You, you know, I, you know, I wouldn't let that slide. Uh, there's, there's been, there's been a few things that that you've let slide over the years that uh, that, that that surprised me. Uh, not. And and in defensive is like, well, they're kids, man. You know, let them let, let them let them do what they got to do. Yeah, but I I I stopped. I told the line, like I or I don't even know what the heck I'm trying to say because I did wake up at four thirty this morning, so I don't know what the hell I'm kind of lumpy. But and you're making me carry this flipping podcast. But there's no way in hell. That I would allow, I would allow any of any of my <laughs> any of my brethren, or or or, or family, Your offspring, or my family line of any or my blood, your you, lineage. If, if my mom did the Randy Orton thing, I would knock my mom out. There's no way that I let my kids do the Randy Orton stuff. And for you to say that, I mean that 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 really uh, that really makes me mad. And can you feel the anger in my voice right now? I mean, it's like I don't know how you can say those words to me, Gail. You know, <laughs> when you know I'm so close. Anyways, Jesus, Charlie. <laughs> Anyways, uh, if there's one kid that wants to watch SummerSlam because because Finn Balor is in body paint and they want to see you know they want to see that again, I'm all for it. To make a long story short, you know I don't have a problem with him debuting it. If, if it if it makes people want to watch SummerSlam, then I'm okay with it because I already like the paint. It just what, what, what's your problem with it, you old, you old fuck? <laughs> it, it just seems to me that you're. Completely contradicting the argument you made last week. What was my argument last week? That that he, that he could never be seen again. Was that he? Like my argument was that there's a lot of people that haven't seen him on NXT, and that you could you could build more interest in it by having him have a match with somebody. And your argument was that everybody already knows who he is, so uh, that he doesn't need to he doesn't need to wrestle and he doesn't need to be there. No, so I'm, now you're I'm, saying I'm, now you're saying I'm that, playing, I'm that in the context of kids because I don't think a lot of kids watch NXT. All I'm saying is that first of all, I think I think the paint should be debuted. I don't think he should wrestle, right? And I can't believe we're talking about paint. I had no problem with him debuting this character before SummerSlam because people already know people already know about this character. Okay, what I'm saying is like I don't have a problem with it because if it draws interest, if, if there if there's like a five or six year old kid or eight eight or nine year old kid. That says I want to watch SummerSlam because I want to see what the, who's this guy in paint. I mean, if, when we're like, if we're like nine, nine or ten years old, and we see a guy like in full body paint, and we were a lot smarter kids than, than the marks that were sitting in front of us in WrestleMania. But the whole thing is like, I think if if, if he would have came out in paint, right, like which he did, and we're watching, we're like eight or you know seven or eight or nine years old, right, and and we're 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 in soccer practice. What are we going to talk about, right? Oh, you, know, you see Finn Balor with that paint. Yeah, that paint looks tight, dude. You know, like. Like I, yeah, I want to watch SummerSlam now. That's what I mean. Right. I, I mean, I don't think you should put you should put Finn Balor in a closet and you never see and don't unveil him like you know put it, put him in a in a Pope mobile and, and cover it up while he yeah, goes but, down to the ring. But you don't think uh, him in a match would have also accomplished people saying, "Hey, yeah, I want to see this guy fight Seth Rollins." Yeah, he he had him. He had, he had two matches like that. He's already fought. Okay. I mean, right. All right. Okay. I, I, I still, okay, okay. I still disagree, but okay. You're, yeah. He did, he did fight. I, I just, yeah. Okay. Good. So we're okay on the paint. I, I have no. I, I don't. It's funny because uh, I think you like the paint more than I do. Um, I actually liked it better when before he came to WWE when he was on the independent scene, and um, he would do like Venom, like like he would do Venom and Carnage. So I think obviously it's got something to do with like uh, copyright. Now that he's in WWE, he can't be coming out in like Venom body paint. But the Venom body paint looked really nice. So uh, I, I 
you know, I think let me let me let me amend that. I think I like the paint, and I don't like the dreadlock wig. I think that's what bothers me. But either way, I'm I'm fine. I'm fine with him going body paint or just being him with the leather jacket. I just I want to see I want to see him perform. Yeah, and and then that's all I'm saying. I I think I think for all the characters that they have that are gimmick based and stuff like that, you got a guy that can just get it done in the ring, body paint or not. I want, I want to see the guy wrestle. And that, that's where I'm coming from. Oh, I, my main thing with Finn Balor is that I want him to copy the success, the successful model that he had in NXT. And, and what I'm saying is like, for any guy, for me to like body paint, which I don't like, right? I mean, I think that speaks a lot to Finn Balor. Like, I, I have like bought into what Finn Balor is without being a mark over him, right? Like, like I'm not sitting going, oh man, he has to win. I mean, I, I think the money is in the, is in the chase with him. Right, um, you know, I want to see like three matches with him and Seth Rollins, right? And, and I don't want to see I don't want to see Finn Balor win at SummerSlam. You know, I want to see him lose. Um, you know, and and have Seth have the title and then have him chase it. Um, so so that's yeah, that's that's what it is. Okay. One, one one thing one thing I do want to say is like, and this is a very serious question, even though even though it may not seem like a serious question. Why the hell should I care about Mick Foley's daughter? Dude? I mean, she's annoying as all hell. Why? Why do I want to watch a show about Mick Foley's daughter and her trying to be a wrestler? You know, what? What the hell is that? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, isn't isn't she annoying as all hell? Um, I don't pay she, attention enough. She's no Julia Stiles, dude. I'll tell you that. <laughs> hey, she, she kind of is, but uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I no man. I, I have no. Say that. I have no, I have no interest in watching it, so I don't know. But I think like there's a heightened, there's a heightened interest in women's wrestling, and uh, I've noticed on social media, um, you know, there's a lot more women that like. I, maybe I'm just being more aware of it, but it seems like there's a lot more women that are vocal. In the world today. Oh, go ahead. That are vocal about like their wrestling fandom online, and I yeah. think that's a good thing. I don't, I'm don't have any problem with but, that. But but no 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 woman is going. I don't think that show's going to help women wrestling, right? But see, here's the, here's the thing: is like, you know, for for us, I think we, you know, we're critical um, of things that we think are bad wrestling, whether it's women or men, and then we like are pretty high in our praise when we see good things, right? And I've noticed that, like, you know, when you see, like, this, uh, the beginnings of this revolution, this so-called Divas Revolution, right? When you had Charlotte showing really well, and you had Sasha Banks showing really well, you had Becky Lynch was coming out really well, and then there was a lot of praise, and Paige, as, as Paige also, and rightfully so, you know, they should, and Bailey, they should have all been praised for what they were doing. But now, like, You've got like all these, and it's not just women; it's also men online too, like clamoring for some really like some women that really haven't done much, right? And like big fans of like Summer Rae, or or um, well, because they're, they're, they're trolling. I mean, no, 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 no. They're they're serious, but that's that, that's what I'm saying. Like like there's so much people want this women's wrestling revolution to happen so much and you know it can happen and it is happening but they're just anyone that's a woman like wrestler they're getting behind whether they're good or not is, is kind of what I'm trying to get to except for even Marie even Marie like 
she gets pretty People much hate her universally. She gets universally panned, but oh, every I like her. <laughs> but every other women wrestler, whether they're good or not, whether they're performing well or not, uh, Carmella is a good example. Mm-hmm. Like she gets a ton of love on social media. Yeah, she's terrible, and she's bad. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And 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 I think going back to your, your original topic here, like I think, yeah, we like I have no interest in watching it, but I think that there's going to be a bunch of marks. Yes, that are going to get behind it because they feel like they're gonna they're gonna see the beginning of a journey of this this you know girl that's the daughter of Mick Foley about to go on this wrestling run, and whether it's good or not, they're gonna they're gonna mark out for it, and that and that's that's where I think I I, I don't understand that it it makes the people that that think that then I I start to realize okay you're you're more of a mark than I thought, but. I, th- I think that's where the popularity in that show lies. Yeah, well, that, that's a that's a really good answer. You know, I, I was I was just you weren't like, expecting that. Huh? Well, no, because I, mean, <laughs> I mean, you, you usually, <laughs> usually you look at the ceiling for twenty minutes. No, that, that's you're you're on your game today, dude. Um, what do you think of uh, what's her name's uh, new uh, re, re, repackaged neon uh, uh, repackaging neon repackaging or whatever it's called? Well, what's her name? Naomi. Oh, Naomi, yeah. <laughs> um, right, not, right not, not, not to go all uh, Floyd Mayweather on you, but um, <laughs> it was fine. I mean, I'm not going to mark out for it, but I mean, I think that I think that there's something there with Naomi. I think Naomi can be. Um, uh, I don't think she can be it with this whole neon thing, though. I, right? Well, she needs to do something though, because she yeah. she she was kind of getting bland, and then I think she's like a. I think she's a she has a natural charisma as a baby face, and when they try to force her into like this box of like okay you're a heel now because you're with Sasha Banks and Tamina, like I don't think she was like she tried to do it, but I don't think she was particularly good at it. So I think you're better off going to if this is who you are, like go ahead and let her do her thing. They're gonna I think at some point you're gonna have to refine it, but like let her go and explore like if this is what she wants to do. And if this is what how she wants to get over in the moment, then I think that that's fine. But I think that at some point they're gonna have to dial it down. They can keep aspects of it, um, but I didn't. I didn't think it was. It didn't. It didn't bother me. But I didn't. I didn't mark out for it. Yeah. So for a, a pre-SummerSlam show, this is kind of a funny type show. It's kind of the shows kind of how SummerSlam. I mean, yeah, it's SummerSlam, but it's, you know, it's kind of like a, well, yeah. Well, you know what though, I. I didn't want to just go down and say, okay, here's the card. What do you think of this match? What do you no, think? I know, I know but, you. but I think the card's really good. Um, someone online had basically posted uh, side-by-side SummerSlam's card versus WrestleMania's. I think SummerSlam's the better card, like top to bottom. I think there's going to be a lot of really good yeah. matches on this thing, yeah. and I'm, I'm looking forward to watching SummerSlam. And uh, I, obviously, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching uh, TakeOver Brooklyn also. Yeah, well, it, it's tough to... Uh... It's tough to kind of see what all the matches are, right? Because I mean, there's a ton of matches, and they're across two shows. Here, so you're trying to remember all the matches back and forth. But yeah, I mean, you know, you have, you have Cena, AJ Styles. I mean, you have Ambrose and uh, Ambrose and yeah, Ziggler. that guy and uh, that guy over there and that guy over there. But and I, I think I think they're they're doing a pretty good job building that. Yeah, I, I thought it was. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's super cool. Yeah, no, it's I haven't had I haven't been withdrawn. I haven't been against it like I usually am. All right, let me. We don't have to spend too much time on well, this. Well, because we, we got we got a Dougie Fresh song we got to put on pretty soon. Seven minute, like a seven minute thing, right? Yeah, but I don't want to spend too much time on this. But uh, 
Yeah, last week we kind of also had, not, I wouldn't say we disagreed necessarily, but um, we had a little bit of discussion about uh, Sheamus Cesaro. Uh, now they're going to put them in a best of seven match. What do you think about that? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> I, you know, Cesaro, they, they've forgotten what made Cesaro so good, like when he first came out. And the reason why was because he beat John Cena. And that's why I liked him because like he was a legitimate threat to like beat John Cena, and he's he's gone through so many character changes. I don't like this reiteration of who he is now because him as a heel, I really don't care. I really don't care about what he does, but at the same time, I really didn't care. This his version of, of this heel I don't like because there's, there's no point. I mean, why are you so why are you so mad, dude? Like why are you so Cesaro? No, no, I'm talking about um, Sheamus. Okay, sorry, go ahead. Did I, did I say Cesaro? I thought you were talking about Cesaro. Yeah, I, yeah, I lost you. I, I just wanted to clarify. I was, I was rambling on. I wanted to clarify where we were going. I'm just saying it's like this iteration of, of um, Sheamus being a heel doesn't really make any sense. And it's like, okay, so you put some earrings on yourself and you braided your beard and now you're angry. You know, it's like I liked you better as a heel, like a supposed heel when you're going against John Cena and you beat John Cena through like underhanded means. Um... Cesaro, you know, okay, you want my short answer? I think it sucks. I think it sucks 100%. These guys shouldn't be, these guys shouldn't be wrestling each other. I mean, I think you can, you can build Cesaro. I mean, Cesaro, no, Cesaro's fine, but it's like every time Cesaro starts getting over, they put him in, they put him in a program that doesn't matter. It's kind of like the same, it's like the Dean Ambrose effect, right? Like Dean Ambrose for a while, when, when he first left the Shield, he was in all these programs that didn't matter. And Cesaro's going through the same way. I don't know why you have like a guy that can really take off and the whole thing is that he still hasn't found his match yet, right? Like, he was hot as all hell before he got hurt for that minor injury. And then he comes back and starts kind of doing the same type of things. But, you know, you're losing your momentum a little bit because you're in the ring against people that aren't as good. I just, I, I, you know, he still needs to kind of find out who he is, you know. And it's not like he has a lot of work to do. But if he's not going to be involved in anything important, why the hell do I care about him in the ring? And, and, and doing a best of seven, what's the end of the best of seven? Who cares, dude? I mean... Yeah. There's no point in it. There's no payoff to it, yeah. Because like, you know, people forget the first best of seven with Benoit, and it wasn't the first one, but Benoit versus Booker T. The end game was that they were going to, you know, they were going to be the number one contender for the TV title. Mm-hmm. They're just having a best of seven to, to see who has a better accent. I mean... Well, I think, I think they'd like you to believe... I think it's implied that... Well, see, I don't know anymore, because I think they were kind of implying that whoever won that would get a shot at the United States title. But I think by the time that that comes around, Roman Reigns is going to be the U.S. champion. And then so that would mean what? Sheamus is going to win it? And then what are you doing with Cesaro? See, it seems like every time there's any momentum for Cesaro, like they want to push him to a certain point, And then, like, I mean, it's like the definition of the glass ceiling. Then they got to rein him back in because they don't want to give him a, a world championship. So then they have to temper um, how high he can go on the card because they don't want to, they don't want him to get to the top. And then... Like, regardless of how good these matches are. Because, you know, I think he can have good matches. with Those two can have good matches. But I don't think anybody wants to see them wrestle seven times in a row. By the time you get to the third or fourth one, like, people are going to be over it. It's not so much that, you know, Sheamus is a bad worker. But they have, I mean, their styles are similar. I mean, it's, you know, more of the brawn type element, right? Like, when you have two... <laughs> not, not to quote... Braun! Not, not to quote... Uh, um, Guy, uh, not to quote uh, T.J. Magnum or whatever, or, you know, Magnum T.A. Magnum T.A. Yeah, two grown men in there and stuff. <laughs> I mean, not to yeah. quote that, <laughs> but the whole thing is like, you know, when you have two guys that are physically imposing, 
and and it's you know you're seeing like high impact move high impact move it kind of it kind of loses its you know it loses its luster what made Benoit and Booker T so good was that Booker T had a totally different style from Chris Benoit but it's funny like Chris Benoit had the harder you know the stronger move set where Booker T had more of the flash but he could bring the power as well so and of course it's Booker T and Chris Benoit yeah you know two of the best performers you know that people really didn't know about at that time mm-hmm. um one thing about Roman Reigns is I think this is the perfect spot for Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much of what's been going on with the promos, you know, and all the the, the, the wedding cake and all that stuff. Um, but it's a case where people can actually like, cheer for him again because they hate Rusev so much. Yep. But the problem that I have is like, so what's I mean, what's your end game with with Roman Reigns? Because the whole thing is that if if Roman Reigns beats Rusev, and then you have this best of seven, and you put him against you know either, I mean. I think it'd be better if Cesaro wins because then you have Cesaro, you know, but, you know, you have Cesaro and Roman Reigns and people are going to cheer, you know, I don't know what, what the heck's going to happen there, right? It's like, you're going to leave that up to the fans. So you know that's not going to happen. Well, you know they're going to cheer for Cesaro. Yeah. So so that's not going to happen. But, you know, because I, I would think development, developmental-wise of Roman Reigns' character, I think he, he needs to kind of find his own way of, of what he is, right? Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, if you put him in a program with Sheamus, that's like putting him in a program with, with Kane. You know, it's like it's it's going to be a dead program. Yeah, as long as it's not a long program, I, I think you could go with the. I think nobody would care about it, though, do you? Right. Well, right. That's true. But I think so. Once nobody to, cares about it, then no. But okay. But to kind of further what you said about him um, beating Rusev, Sheamus is a guy that universally people dislike. So at least you could put him into a program with a guy that you can be reasonably assured that people will be cheering for Roman. But what I'm saying is, I think more so, if you go of a best of seven uh, series and Cesaro loses that to Sheamus, then you're really you're really leaving Cesaro out to dry. He's going yeah. nowhere. And, and you're you're overestimating Sheamus's heat, which he, he people think he has heat, but he doesn't have any heat because nobody cares about him. Mm-hmm. So yeah. okay, so you have like the seven minute promo. I've never heard of it before. Okay, so are, are you going to set it up, or are you just going to let it run? No, it run? I'm going to set it up a little bit. I'm going to set up. Okay, so. We all know here. So why don't you set it up while you're talking? No, so it's it's ready to roll. Oh, it's ready to roll. Yeah. Okay. Um, in, we, in, insane posse, or is it ready to roll? I remember that Ronnie on Joe Police song. <laughs> yeah, get ready to roll. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I don't know what that had to do with in, insane, insane clown posse. No, in, insane poetry. Oh, was that the album? No, that that was the two guys that rapped. That was like the group that rapped on that song. Oh. Which nobody knows about because nobody ever heard about. It. So you know what the point is, move. <laughs> the point so is like, move. It's like it's like it's like Seamus, you know. So I'm gonna set this up by saying. Um, you know, anyone that has listened, all 15 people who listen to this podcast regularly. Five last week. Because you don't promote it, dude. You didn't send it to me. It doesn't matter. It's like, it's like you know, go go online and go to our flipping website and you can promote it that way. Like, I hold your flipping hand all the time, dude. Yeah. All you got to do, do, do is tweet it to me. I don't want to tweet nothing, dude. Oh, wow. So, uh, I'm busy over here. Come on, you're, you're 800 followers demanded. I got plans, dude. So, um... <clears throat> Y'all know that uh, Bad News Ramen is a big uh, Ric Flair mark and a uh, big fan of his. And um, so um, what, what I have here, and this is kind of, you know. You're doing a good setup, by the way. Yeah. yeah. This this is going to be kind of particularly uh, enjoyable for me is I'm going to give a, show him a promo that he hasn't seen. And I want to get his live reaction to it because a lot of the times when, we, when he's um, brought these golden mics before, it's been promos that he has seen that he's showing on me and trying to get me to react like which, which in, you never really in do. real time. 
No, yeah. Oh, like, so, so stay awoke. <laughs> so this one is a longer. It, it is a long promo. Um, Jesus but it's a it's a good promo, and it is uh, from TNA, which is how I knew that this guy never saw it. Um, and it is the time when um, when Jay Lethal was doing his uh, his Ric Flair impersonation. So um, we'll just let it go, and uh, then we shall see uh, what the big man over here thinks of it. Ready? I'm ready. Nature Boy is not going to be happy about this. Speaking of Jay Lethal, he's interrupted Ric Flair and his fortune faction. Line. 
you got, man. Let's see what you got. Is the LSU drop? You know what, Tibet? This is insane. You want to see it, you know what? Pretty good impression. Well, I, I like seeing Dustin Wolf in there too. Yeah, I, I, missed I, that I guy. figured that'd be a little bonus <laughs> for you. But. Um, no, nah, I mean, uh, uh, all I gotta say is that you uh, you put Ric Flair at like 30, 35 years old instead of what he is now. Um, it would have been a lot, a lot different promo. But you know, all the all the catchphrases and stuff were there. I mean, kind of like the. See, I'm such a big Ric Flair fan that like you know he he goes in cycles, right? Like. I mean, like, Ric Flair towards the end of his career, like, you know, cutting promos. Um, not a lot there because, you know, he's not wrestling He's not wrestling anymore, right? Mm-hmm. So it's all kind of his old stick. I mean, he, he had the fat lady there, and, you know, he could have said he's going to, you know, he could make a woman out of you and stuff and everything. But, um, you know, hey, Jay Luthal's good. The one thing about it was that actually, after you told me about this promo, because I knew we were doing it, um, uh, Ric Flair has his new podcast out, and they actually were talking about Jay Lethal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know if uh, 
I don't know who was telling this story. I don't know. It wasn't Jay Lethal, but it was. It, it might not have been Flair's podcast, but but whatever happened was was that, um, you know, like Lethal would do it in the in the. Maybe you told me. Yeah, that. I told yeah, you. Yeah, it was from the, yeah. the Jim Ross podcast. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so I was saying, like, you know, you know, Flair, you know, Flair would say like, "Oh, he does it better than me," and yeah. that's that's all he said. He'd walk away and say like, "Man, he does it better than me." Um, no, I mean, you know, Lethal Lethal's good. Um, you know, it's just kind of funny, like why you have a guy like Lethal and how come he never like really took off right like I mean that's that to me that's like a guy that should have been a lot bigger than what he was and yeah, I, I know he's still wrestling now but I mean even as like Black Machismo right like I liked him as Black Machismo and not even on top of that I liked him in the ring I mean like not only can he like he not only can he change like his verbal style but I mean he can wrestle <laughs> he can wrestle like guys too right I mean yeah. and I don't know why that's never not, not that him wrestling like other people's ever picked on or picked up or made him bigger than he is, but a guy as diverse and talented as that should should be a guy that I, sh- I see every week. Yeah. So I think so. I just in terms of this promo and and like what he was doing at this time, I thought like uh, I thought his cadence and the, the voice of Ric Flair was spot on. Like I I, I kind of feel like and that I would there's other thing that I kind of played with is like if, if I played this promo but didn't let you see it, it you, would you know like exactly who is who at times? Um, but I think well, I think that kind of illustrates like a lot of the problems with TNA, right? You had a guy like Jay Lethal doing this, and they did put him into a program with Ric Flair, which really raised his profile. But they didn't do anything with it. They had Okada, they didn't do anything with him. Well, Jay Lethal now is the world champion of Ring of Honor and has been for a while. So you know, Ring of Honor kind of yeah. recognized the talent and you know has put him in a top spot, and he's wrestling top guys from Ring of Honor and top guys from New Japan. So. So I'm glad that Jay Lethal is able to like, you know, build himself up and I think a lot of it came out of this this um program that he had like clearly obviously like the Black Machismo thing kind of like put him on the map but <clears throat> because they didn't have Macho Man when he was able to do this and then they got Ric Flair and they're able to put it together it really raised the profile of Jay Lethal. Um yeah, I've heard this podcast somewhere before cuz someone was saying like you know like you know, Jay Lethal is kind of saying like, "Well, you know, it's kind of disrespectful," and and the, and whoever whoever Nash. said was was, Nash. It was Nash one that said like, you know, his name's out there still, and like, you know, you know, Nash was the one that's like, no, it's like, you know, like you Na- know, Nash convinced him to do the Black Machine. Yeah, thing. because you know, it's kind of like an homage to to Macho Man puts his name out there as well. He kind of keeps him in the in the loop of everything. Um, yeah, you know, the, the the promo the promo was good. I mean, Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal, and I'll be honest, like, Jay Lethal was really good, but he didn't have a lot to work with, right? I mean, because the whole thing is, like, you know, Flair, Flair's kind of promos now are, are just that, you know, like, he has to do the elbow drop, he has to do the knee drop, and, you know, it's just, it's not the, it's not the Flair that I, like, got enamored with in the, in the mid-80s, late-80s, because, like, his, his promos were, like, you had all that stuff, plus he had stuff that you never heard before, too, right? Right. And, you know, so, but, you know, it, if that's the... If people think that's a good flair impersonation, it's a good flair impersonation now. But you really need to go back and, and, and watch. You know, what I really liked was, what I liked about that promo in the beginning was that Lethal was talking about the Four Horsemen. Like, that's the type of stuff that he would say, like, in you know, right. 86, 87, right? Well, I think, and that's like, why, well, not to cut you off, though I did, I think that's kind of what it was good. It, it kind of ran... Like, ran the gamut. It ran the gamut of his, of Ric Flair's well, career. They, but they didn't, you know, but he didn't, you know, you, you have to start talking about Harley Race. Dusty Rhodes, you know, like all, all the guys that he beat, um, and you know, it's 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 funny. It's uh, I, I really feel that Flair has been pinched 
a lot of times, right? Like, especially like in his older age, like they, they never really let him run with the stuff that he wanted to run with, right? Like, and I just kind of feel like, you know, that the the promos that he does now is safe for what you know his bosses want him to do. And you're right, like you know, like that's like a TNA promo because TNA never really said anything, right? Like they didn't, they never had, they never had the guts to run with future, right? Like I mean, you look, you look at those four guys in the ring, like all of them look, look like a million bucks, like every single one of them, like that's like your. If, if you if you want and, and plus you have the manager too right I mean like that's like a four those those guys could have been the, could have been the four horsemen right you could have centered everything around AJ and and they did it for like what maybe like two months or three months and it just never went anywhere right mm-hmm. and of course you know Desmond Wolf gets hurt I think like Desmond Wolf getting hurt really threw a hitch in, into a lot of things but you had you you had plenty of guys there right Kazarian I mean you had all these guys that that could have fit a mold of the, of that type of faction they just didn't know what the hell they did yep. That was that was the problem with TNA, but in that in that moment, that was that was good. That, that was, was good, good television. That, that was television that was actually worth watching, right? Mm-hmm. Because of, look, look who you had. So yeah, yeah. It, it, maybe it wasn't the reaction that maybe, maybe you wanted out of it. But, no, I, I, didn't, I just wanted to. No, it was more that I wanted to see your face when you're seeing him do certain things, and uh, it was good. That was. But see, but see, like, the, but that's like the certain things was stuff like like he was doing the '90s, right? Which it was, it was fine, but it's like that's not the Ric Flair that you know, like, you want like quintessential Ric Flair, you know, '86 through '86 through like '88, right? I mean, that that's kind of like, you know, during the kind of the, the advent of the Four Horsemen, even before the Four Horsemen, right? And and even a little bit after, like, the, kind of the Four Horse, you know, the the big Four Horsemen with a uh, Barry Windham. Just those promos that all those guys cut, and at the same time, it's like with Ric Flair as well. It's like what made Flair so good, which people forget about. I mean, Flair can cut a promo, but you had Arn Anderson, you had Tully Blanchard, J.J. Uh, Dillon. So you had all these guys cutting promos, and and he was kind of like the he was like the guy that, you know, it's like you you, it's kind of like Enzo and Kaz, right? It's like you know, but instead of starting with Enzo, Enzo was the guy that was at the end. Rick, Rick Flair took a page out of J.J. Uh, Dillon's book for a second in there. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, no. wow. No, That's my line. Talk, talk, talk about running the gamut. Yeah. So uh, 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 we will uh, check you out probably next week. Um, I know I know you got it. I mean, it's, it's tough now. There's a lot of wrestling we got to watch all the time. It's like it's like homework, dude. It's like I got to watch, uh, watch SmackDown. I got to watch, uh, you know, but yeah, SummerSlam coming uh coming this this weekend and then of course uh the old adage that we always say is that the, the most important show is the raw after SummerSlam, and now hopefully that you know it'll, you can put in uh smackdown live as well as the two most important shows after a pay-per-view so we should have some good wrestling coming new storylines involving and maybe we'll see a bray wyatt appearance uh, you know next week as like actually like someone that's legitimate as as a title contender could be could be all right uh, i'm uh having my boy better have my notes over here on bad news Roman. thank you for checking us out and uh, you gotta watch the get down so we can, so we can talk about that too. All right. You know we, we should probably talk about Stranger Things as well. You know, but that's kind of run the run the gamut as well. Machine. Our business of firing. Me, I wanna rock and a rhyme. I'm passing to my brother. And I know he's